Okay, welcome back all you Valentine guys and gals to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined by my lovely, lovely Valentine, Katie. Hi. So sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2020 horror movie? It it had the sprinklings of a horror movie. There was a lot of death, so it counts. Yeah. This is for sure horror. Yeah. Cupid. It'll be a bloody Valentine this year. Yes. Yes, it was. It was pretty bloody. Like ketchup, but... Yeah. It was close. <laughs> Hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 340 of this illustrious podcast and a special Valentine's Day episode. So we were stepping out of the month of Left Behind and Katie was helping us comb the pantheon of horror movies to look for another Valentine-themed scary movie. And we did the good ones. I wouldn't say the good ones, but we did. We did the well-known ones. Yeah. And so, what was it? Uh, My Bloody Valentine. And I think the other one was just called Valentine, I think. Yeah. With David Boreanaz. Yeah. Yeah. So we did those two, and I knew those off the top of my head, but then after that, I was like, well, damn. There are other ones in this world. I just don't fucking know them. So, Katie, just looking on her phone one night, she was like, hey, look at this one. And she showed me the cover for a movie called Cupid. And it looked shitty, so Otis was all in. Yeah, I my spidey sense for shitty movies started tingling, and I was like, this... And then we watched the trailer. Yeah, I was like, this is not gonna be good. But it's gonna be good, because it's not good. These are the type of movies that I used to watch all the time with Terrell. And we're like, wow, that was crap. And we'd watch another one. So for the uninitiated, Cupid is a film. It's not American. Everybody in it is... Australian? Yeah, it's got to be like Australian or something. Or It is not an American film. This this would have been my foreign horror. No, I wouldn't waste a spot on this. No. But yeah, this would just piss everybody off. <laughs> but it is about a practicing witch yeah well yes she's a witch and unfortunately after the mean girls at school just i don't know fuck up her life she summons cupid oh the cute guy that shoots arrows and makes people fall in love yeah not in this world he likes to kill people and take their hearts out of their body so now she has to survive the night of valentine's day or she'll die. <laughs> and that that's just about it. Um, so, Katie, what did you think about the movie Cupid? It wasn't that bad. I thought it was going to be significantly worse than it was, just based on the cover and the trailer. But it was all right. It definitely had the um, all the points that you and Terrell would look for in a shitty movie. And it was great. In that it was so shitty. Oh, yeah. What about you? 
it, like you said, this reminded me of movies I used to watch back in the day. It's it's poop, but there were things that made me smile about it. The kills. There's something about movies when they are indie, low budget, that they have to try so hard at some part of the movie. It all can't just be complete ass. And usually the kills is where they go off. And it, it made me happy. I actually wrote a couple of notes when I was writing down how, you know, this movie was going. I actually wrote a couple times. I was like, yeah, that was cool. This was cool. Okay, that's kind of crap. But yeah, usually the, the, the kills and how it looked. But no, it this was fun. Now, what you get from independent films like this is acting's probably not the best. But I, I enjoyed the idea. Usually when we see Cupid, it's usually like, I'm gonna make you fall in love. This one was all about murder. And I thought it was really, really cool. And then we, we do get to see the Grim Reaper or death and that was pretty cool and you know they all had a certain look now story-wise this movie's everywhere but for its you know run length it's an hour and 20 minutes it moves uh there were a lot of questions i had i was like well why did that happen what did that mean but i had to remember that i had to keep on going because this movie didn't have enough time to really get super duper deep in things so uh what we were kind of laughing about, I don't know if I cut it or not, but the director, the writer, <laughs> and probably so many other things, executive producer of a lot of films of this group, I think it was Uncorked, it's Scott Chambers. Now, one Scott Chambers is habitually a executive producer or director for a ton of movies. Now, I'm going to ask Katie a little bit later what that number is, but it is an insane number of movies <laughs> that he's involved in. Now, I had the movies up on a page on INDB on one of my screens here, and it showed a trailer for another movie that he was involved in that had multiple people from Cupid in it. And I was like, what the fuck? And so we just kind of stopped and just kind of looked at the at the trailer but you know he is it's it's a mess but it's good you know he's busy busy making movies you know he's made more movies than i have so i can't even you know i can't even get on him you know but no i will say uh, this isn't even one of those gateway films this is just a it's a it's a poopy movie but there will be something in this that will absolutely be enjoyable I would give this movie a shot. It ain't scary. If anything, it's a little gruesome. But that's kind of the worst part of it. But I'd give this movie a shot. So we'll get through this bad boy really, really quick. <laughs> um, but no, there was no info on it really online. So I had to write everything that I wanted about this movie. I had to kind of make it in notes and stuff. So um, um, it makes me smile. The, the notes I put, there were a couple of dumb jokes I wrote on it. So, uh, all you, you know... Lovebirds. So, all you lovebirds out there, please sit back, relax, and enjoy our synopsis on Cupid. Um, yeah. <laughs>
So this movie starts with the history of Cupid and Psyche. Now, I had to actually go back and look up some things about that. It's the Roman side of Venus's son. Now, Venus, or Aphrodite, if you're nasty, had a child. And so, Cupid, or was it Eros? I believe that's the Greek side of him, is Eros. Yes, Eros. Their job was to hit people with arrows, and they'd fall madly in love with other people. There were other things that Cupid would do, but that was kind of the main part. Different authors or writers would change Cupid into an evil form sometimes, but the Christian side of things always made Cupid go back to just being the chunky little little winged creature or person that would shoot arrows. Now, in this movie, they go over the story of Cupid and Psyche. Now, Psyche was a very, very beautiful maiden, and Cupid fell in love. And so Cupid would just habitually hang out with her at night where it was dark. He didn't want to freak her out because he's got wings and he's a god. So they would get busy at night, and then he would leave when daylight hit. Now, Psyche's sisters are like, oh, he must be, like, ugly or something. You should probably, like, shine some light on him so you know. The one night she does shine a, with an oil lamp on Cupid, she kind of drips some of the oil on him, and he runs off. He's like, oh, I don't look at my face. So Psyche goes to search for Cupid, and she realizes that he's a god, and Venus, the mom, has her accomplish many trials to prove her love uh mostly she was just trying to get him killed that was like the main thing she just wanted psyche to die now after many many ridiculous trials she had to do there was one where there were all these different types of grain that were in this giant pile and venus is like i'm going to a party and getting drunk but before i get back you better separate all of these different types of grain so you And then, you know, these little ants are like, we feel bad for you, Psyche, we'll help you. And then there was one where she had to get the wool from these very cannibal sheep. And then another guy came in and was like, I feel bad for you. So she was getting a lot of help. So later on, she gets put to sleep by a present that she had to bring back from the underworld. And then Cupid realizes that I love this lady. And he comes down and saves her takes her up to Olympus, and she drinks the ambrosia. And so, in a lot of different stories, if you drink ambrosia or eat it, it depends on which form it is, you turn into a god. That's all you have to do to become a god. Just eat their food. In certain things, if you eat their food, you'll just explode. So, (laughs) it depends. But, hooray! Psyche is a god, and Cupid and Psyche get married, and they have a child. And the child's name is Voluptus? Voluptuous? So, like, Voluptuous. That's kind of their name. Uh, a lot of people have absurd names, but that's kind of where the names come from. Hooray! Now, this isn't that story. Now, this bad boy starts with the history of Cupid and Psyche. And so, the mom, Venus, she's still jealous of Psyche because Psyche was very beautiful and apparently. Venus thought she was not going to be that beautiful anymore. So she was like, that beautiful bitch is trying to take my son. So 
Cupid gets ruined because the mom, Venus, tries to kill Psyche and actually does kill Psyche. So this is where the story kind of changes. And so now Cupid is ruined. He doesn't want love. Fuck love. And so he makes a vow. He's going to ruin love for everyone else since he couldn't get the love that he wanted. So Venus actually tricked him and poisoned his arrow. And so when he shot the arrow to try to save Psyche, he poisoned her. So she died. Cupid went to the underworld and wanted revenge or help from death. But death kind of changed him and made him a demon and evil and able to be summoned to kill people that abuse love. So now that that's his, his thing. Um, it was a really cool opening because they had a storybook and there were like drawings on it and stuff. And so it explained the story. I thought it was really cool. And the voice that was explaining the story, little by little, became just a demonic voice. I was like, that was a nice touch. Real nice touch. So, uh, like any scary movie, if you don't do a, you know, a fucking story intro at the beginning, you start with people that don't mean anything to the story. So this movie starts with a douchebag named Carl, and he's at a, I guess, a blind date, and he gets a call from his daughter, Sandy. And so the girl, she heads to the restroom, because she's like, this dude's a douchebag, and she climbs out the window to get away from him. So we see that Sandy runs up. And she looks dirty and, and crying and stuff. And she tells her dad that I did something really bad. And I summoned something evil. And we got to get out of here. Now, there are a couple of context clues from the sentences that she says. But her dad just got divorced from her mom. And she was like, I felt really mad at you because you left mom. And so I did something because I don't believe in love anymore and so later on we understand what really happened but sandy and the dad head outside and they meet up with the his date his blind date and then boy howdy they look into the sky and they see cupid uh, <laughs> it's like a green screen they had the guy like floating on wires and then they just photoshopped that into the sky he's just kind of sitting static into the sky like you know he had wings and they were kind of moving i think but he was fucking still in the sky. I'm like, they're trying their best, you know? So. They're doing what they can. Yeah. So Cupid shoots an arrow off, and the lady that was at the date, the blind late, the blind date lady, uh, I wrote, she got 360 no scoped by an arrow, hit her right in the eye, and she goes down and dies. So Sandy and Carl run the fuck off. They don't hop into their car because that's, that's too smart. So they run off into the woods. And then Cupid comes down and kills them. Now, I was like, but you summoned it. Why is it killing you? I don't know. And the dad gets his heart ripped out. And I wrote, now we can start the real story. That was just there to, to get you going. So we meet up with two teachers, Miss Mrs. Drake, or Miss Drake, Miss Drake and Mr. Jones, uh, flirting their tits off as the main character, Faye, is making a love spell for sexy Mr. Jones. So, like I said earlier, Faye is a practicing witch, and she is working on a love potion, or love spell, because she really, really likes Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones is pretty cute. So, Faye is being bullied, and her best friend Matt is in love with her. So, just like a typical high school story. So the head bully girl, her name is Elise, 
and she comes up with a plan to mess with Faye and Mr. Jones, because Mr. Jones isn't in love with Faye, but he's like, I gotta protect her, because she's getting bullied, and so Elise is like, well, fuck it, I'll just get everybody. Now, a little bit later in the movie, we find out why Elise is such a bitch to Faye, it's because Faye's mom is banging Elise's dad. It's not Elise, it's not Faye's fault, but Elise is like, I, I gotta take my anger out on somebody. <laughs> so we see that Elise steals Mr. Jones's phone. I don't know why you don't just have your phone in your pocket, being a fucking teacher at school, but I don't know. And so she starts to catfish Faye, and, and says like, hey, I'm Mr. Jones, I think you're cute, we should meet up and be in love together. And Faye's like, okay. But then Mr. Jones, the fake Mr. Jones says, you should send me a picture. And then Faye takes a picture and he's like, no, a little sexier. And she's like, well, okay. Takes her shirt off. She still has her bra on, but she's, you know, got her boobies all in the picture. Now we see that Elise and her evil friends are like, ha ha ha. She took a picture of her titties. So... <laughs> I said it like that. Titties. Titties. Do you know what? T I T T A Y S? Yeah. Titties. So we get another, like, it's not a star wipe, but it should have been a star wipe or a Cupid swipe. And we see that Mr. Jones and Miss Drake are flirting their asses off in this movie. But Miss Drake is like, hey, uh, we're not flirting. We're not flirting anytime someone comes into the room. And Mr. Jones is like, hey, I got you a rose. She's like, what if someone sees? And there's someone at the microwave right behind him. And he's like, no one's here. No one's going to see us. And then the lady walks past them. Like, no fucking shit. Like, people will see you guys doing this. But eh, it's all right. So, and the principal is like, hey, man, whatever. Y'all can flirt and be together. But just don't bring that shit here when y'all eventually break up. Because it happens all the time. And they're like, hee, hee, hee. And they're like laughing. So, we see that Matt asks Faye to go to the dance with him. He finally gets brave enough. But Faye is like, oh my god, this teacher wants me. I don't care about anything else. And Matt gets ignored. And he's like, oh. He looks at the ground and he's sad. So Faye heads to Mr. Jones's room. And as he is grading papers, she moves in for a kiss. Because, you know, he sent her a note saying that I really like you. And we should hang out. So, uh, fuck it, I'm just going to jump in. Mr. Jones is like, what are you doing, Faye? This isn't appropriate. And so while that was happening, we see that Elise was recording the whole thing from a distance. Because, you know, boy howdy, a teacher kissing on a student. Well, it was one-sided kiss, but teacher in cahoots with a student, that'll get you fired. So in class, I guess the next day, everything's just like daytime. It happens. I have no fucking clue how many days go by. So we see that Elise and her cronies, well, one is Brit. She puts the video up on the screen behind Mr. Jones, and they print out pictures of Faye when she was showing off her bubes. I wrote bubes, B-E-W-B-S, in my notes. So they set it up. So Faye sees the videos happening, and Mr. Jones is like, oh no, Faye tries to run off. She gets tripped, and Elise is like, yeah, take that, bitch. And Faye runs outside of the hallway and sees... Her boobs everywhere, all well, two sides, two corners of this hallway. She's like, no, no. Elise comes out and is like, ha ha, I did this. Now you're not going to do anything to me. And then 
Faye just starts swinging. And Lisa's like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, you just did this to a kid. Why would they not fight? So, oh, I forgot. There was a threat counter happening this whole movie. At this point, it's been like eh, probably 40 minutes, maybe 35, 40 minutes. The teachers habitually tell Elise if they mess with Faye again, they're going to cancel the Valentine's dance. Uh, at this point in the movie, it has been threat number four that the dance is going to get canceled. So as the fight happens, uh, yeah, the can the dance is canceled. The principal says, fuck it. The dance is done. And it, Fuck you, popular bitches. And Elise is like, what? And I'm like, yeah, bro, you just like put this girl's like boobs up in the hallway like yes sexual harassment yes dance is canceled you dumbass so elise and all her cronies get detention for just putting up pictures of a student's boobs up on the wall and then faye gets detention because she was fighting elise that's reasonable the principal's like you just can't swing on people no matter what they do you can't do that so you got detention also so the principal knows that elise is a shitty kid and threatens her with like expulsion like you're out of here Maybe. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jones is good because he wasn't kissing the girl in the video. He was sitting there trying to do his job, and she jumped him. So he's like, you're good. Just don't do that again. <laughs> so in the what dance room or the hallway or the stage where the dance was going to be, I guess it was the purpose room. Yeah, because it wasn't an auditorium. It wasn't like a cafeteria room. I don't know what it was. So we see that the the bad kids and Faye and Matt came to help clean so he could like, I guess we could just go get some food after this. So Faye says, screw this, I'm going home, and runs off. And so unfortunately, we learn that a little bit earlier, Faye goes into a room, takes out her spell book, I guess, and turns to a page she never looked at before. And it is the summon to call on death. So she calls on death and death appears right behind her and puts his hand to her throat. And she she knows apparently in the book says, don't look at death or he'll just take your soul and take you away. And so she tells death that I want to get revenge on. Well, she says everybody in school because everybody sucks. I think this was just her just in a bad moment. She should have said, I just, this one girl is a piece of shit. I want her dead. She says, I want everybody in the school that's in love to get fucked up. And Death is like, okay, see ya. And then Cupid is summoned. Now, as Elise is heading to her boyfriend's car, they look into the sky and like, what the fuck is that thing? And the principal's like, is that a guy flying in the sky? Oh, he gets an arrow in his face. And so... <laughs> The car doesn't start, so Elise and her boyfriend run back inside of the school. Not before the boyfriend takes an arrow in his leg. So, everybody's screaming and shit. And we see at this point that people start to split off. So, Lena, one of the goons of Elise, she goes to the bathroom to pee. And then Cupid pulls a, and I quote, a Scream 2. So, at the beginning of Scream 2... We see Omar Epps. He is in the restroom trying to take a dump. And he hears people giggling like they're getting it on in the stall next to him. So he puts his ear up to the stall wall. He's like, hey, I'm going to hear these people having sex. And Ghostface stabs him in 
his ear into his head and kills him. That happens to Lena in this movie. Uh, and then Cubit makes cookies out of the skin on her back. And I wrote, that was pretty cool. I've never seen a killer make cookies. Actually, in Black Christmas, Billy was making cookies out of skin. So, yeah, we saw it before. But that was so much grosser. This, bleh. So, Matt, like I said, he joined the detention with Faye. And Elise and her goons are eating cookies. So, someone made cookies for the this detention that's so nice and they take a couple of bites they're like what kind of fucking cookies are these so, so crunchy they're eating the skin and i was like wow that's fucked up cupid somehow just appeared in this room and dropped the cookies off and then left so he had he had enough power to make cookies actually make cookies and then left i don't understand the the, the cupid's rules in this so <laughs> so elise's boyfriend is poisoned and he's looking bad so Mr. Jones is like, I was a doctor or something back in the day. I'll try to save the kid. And then Elise's boyfriend dies because they don't have anything to save him. So at this point in the movie, we get a lot of people running different directions and trying not to die. And then they get killed. So the kids, they make it to the stage. Once again, they left and they came back. And Cupid kills another teacher. Some of this old lady came up. She was in some office somewhere. And she gets jacked up. And then Matt, Faye's friend, gets an arrow in the arm. Uh, my next line was, time to pull the evil dead and cut the poison away. Mm-hmm. So Britt, uh, one of the other bullies, gets killed by having a handful of roses stuffed down her throat. And it goes through her neck. Yeah, I wrote pretty cool. I've never seen someone get, like, flowers. There's a lot of interesting kills in this. Yeah, they put in pretty good Unique. effort in that part. I thought that was awesome. Uh, another kid gets Valentine's Day cards thrown at his back. Apparently, they're razor sharp. Mm-hmm. And then he gets his throat slit by one of them. I was like, that was pretty cool, too. I've never, you know, me and Katie were like, ugh, paper cut to the extreme. I was like, that fucking sucks. <laughs> so, uh, around this time, we see that Matt, he has his arm tied up. And Mr. Jones is like, we got to cut this arm off, bud, or the poison's going to get you. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they saw his arm off. And boy, howdy, Matt was screaming. And he passes out, but he's still alive. There was a lot of blood. It was shooting everywhere. Everybody was covered in blood at this point. So uh, it's 10 minutes till the end of Valentine's Day. Hooray. Um, I guess that's the rule. Faye learns later that they just got to make it to the end of Valentine's Day. So they make it to 1201. Everything's honky-dory. But oh no, Miss Drake is being held hostage by Cupid for some reason. I wrote that. Uh, I don't know why Cupid's like, I got your girlfriend, Mr. Jones. You gotta come into this room or I'll kill her. I've killed everybody else for no fucking reason. I guess Death knew that Faye wanted specific people really super killed. And everybody else is just like bystanders. I don't know. It was weird. But the Cupid before killed the dad, but I guess the girl was mad at the dad. And so that's why Cupid went out to kill him. But the date, she had nothing to do with the whole story, and she got an arrow first. Cupid just likes to kill folks. Yeah, but then some people get passes, like Miss Miss uh, uh, <laughs> Miss Drake. He, he should have killed her instantly, but he didn't. He was like, yeah, come with me. So, like I said, it gets these weird moments. But Faye, she reads another page and summons death again hooray 
Now, she tells Elise, which is still alive, it's always the worst person makes it to the end. She tells Elise, hey, don't look at death because he will take you and kill you. And Elise is like, I will not. <laughs> so she tells death that I'm good. Uh, you can take Cupid away. I don't need this anymore. And Death says, well, Cupid needs a sacrifice, you know? If he's going to leave, he needs one more kill. And at this point in the movie, I was like, it's got to be like five minutes left. Like, just keep talking to Death because Cupid's just standing there. He's not going to kill anybody. Yeah. And Elise freaks out and looks at Death. And she's like, oh, fuck, I looked at it. And then Cupid appears right in front of her and stabs her in the mouth with an arrow. Hooray! Uh, the sacrifice had to be made, I guess, because time actually ends while Elise is getting stabbed and Cupid just fades off. <laughs> so they made it. But if they just, I wrote this, if they just burned the clock, they all would have lived. Oh, well. Yep. So <laughs> at this point in the movie, everything's good, I guess. I mean, they got to call the cops and there's a lot of dead kids and a teacher and a principal. But they didn't do it, I guess. Uh, Miss Drake, she takes one-armed Matt to the hospital, and Mr. Jones actually discovers that Faye actually was really good at her spells because he kisses her for, for like, no reason. He's like, oh, no, that love spell you made, it's kicking in. That's dumb. The end. (laughs) I I wrote, that's dumb. The end. Uh, That's the end of the movie. And Faye makes a face like... Crazy old spells. You know, what am I going to do? And that is Cupid. (laughs) So, Katie, who or what was your favorite thing in Cupid? My favorite thing in this movie was the opening sequence where we got the lore of Cupid and the way that it was presented. That was really cool. A fairy tale. I love when movies do that um, and give us, like, the backstory of the character, like, Either of the evil thing or of one of the, you know, the good guys, the immortal person, whatever, you know. I love when that happens, and I thought it was really cool to add that in this lore of Cupid that I, you know, maybe they made it up for this movie, or maybe it was real. I don't fucking know, but I'm glad that they put it in there because it was fucking cool, and I like the way that it was animated. Um, Yeah, it was really interesting. I fucking love when people do this in movies and i wish it was in more movies honestly i enjoyed the kills now i wrote a couple times just in my notes like that was a really good kill that was a really good kill i certain movies will get me if uh that's why i always go back to the hatchet films now those films are just solid on their own but boy howdy the kills always make me laugh a lot and so this movie did it right the acting not that good the the plot it had moments where i was very confused but one thing i could rely on was that when cubit was close to somebody by themselves that person was getting fucked up and i thought it was really cool so katie what was your least favorite thing or person in cubit elise The mean girl uh, bitch of this movie, she was an absolute fucking terror. And if she acted that way, the way that she acts in an American school, like, she would have already been fucking suspended and kicked out and, like, on to a continuation school. Like, 
she wouldn't have had as many fucking chances to get away with shit as she fucking had in this movie. And she was just the biggest bitch to Faye, even though Faye had nothing to do with her dad sleeping with Faye's mom. Like, she can, Faye can't control Elisa's dad? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was really weird. It was so stupid. And they just fucking, her and her cronies made Faye's life a living hell, and bullies are the fucking worst. So, fuck you, Elise. <laughs> oh, she got fucked up at the end, so. It took too goddamn long. Well, I mean, it, it, I know it's... it had to, and I hate it. She should have died. Been the first person to die. Yeah, it, it. She. She's the worst one. So the worst one's got to make it the longest, so they can just struggle the longest. Nah, she should have been the very first person to die, and then the rest of her cronies would would realized, oh damn, that bitch was wrong. Faye's actually pretty cool, <laughs> and then helped her along. My least favorite thing in this movie, it's not kind of the plot, and just how the story went. They bring up rules and they bring up ideas at weird times to kind of finish up the story. Like at the end, when Faye calls on death again and was like, I'm done with Cupid, man. Stop it, please. And he's like, I need another kill. That's the only way. And then, you know, Elise looks over and gets killed and he's like, that counts, I guess. And then time runs out. And I'm like, why the fuck did... I guess they need an excuse for for Elise to die right at the end, you know, because she survived everything else. It was just really weird. I don't know. All the choices just got kind of goofy toward the end of the movie. So, it, just the pacing. But I get it. This movie, you know, it made it past the hour mark. So, they're like, well, we got to take this bitch home, you know? <sighs> okay. So, now let's do seven word synopsis. I have a couple. My first one is Cupid made them eat some skin cookies. I was like, <laughs> I shook my head i was like damn he made cookies for them he's like set them out he's like this is gonna be great my next one cupid really gives no shits who dies like i was trying to justify why people died like at the beginning with the douchebag dad carl i was like okay well his girl called on cupid because the dad divorced his mom or left his mom so it's like okay i get why he died but then i was like why did the date die she wasn't involved with that part of it and then she got killed, and I was like... They're killing love. Yeah, but then the girl got murdered by Cupid, and because I was like... she loved the dad. Yeah, fuck, man, it was... And then, the, like, the principal, I don't, I don't think he loved anybody, he was just grumpy, and he took an arrow to the face. He, he had nothing to do with the whole fucking plot of the movie. He got lit up for no reason, because he was just in the area, and Cupid's like, hey, you're dead. So, it, it was just weird. My last one is... Arm severing scene made me really giggle. Now, I've never had my arm cut off. And I assume I would do a lot of screaming too. But man, they started cutting and Matt was screaming up a storm and in blood. Now, like I said, now I get it. Our bodies, we're just big old bags of meat and blood and poop and all that kind of stuff. So if you pierce the bag, blood's going to shoot out. But man... They were in different angles on Matt when his arm was getting cut, and everybody got a bucket of blood into their face. Like, spray blood. Like, the top of your head, if it gets pierced, how it just shoots out blood, everyone was getting hit like that. And I understand how you do blood scenes in scary movies. You have, like, a hose and a bucket, and you just kind of suck up some and blow it out into people's faces and stuff. That's how you usually do it. 
I assume someone had like a water gun and just sprayed blood into people's face. They were getting saturated to the point where Matt would probably be dead how much blood he lost. I was like, fuck, man. But it was a mess. I was laughing the whole time. Katie. All right. Um, I only had one, and I said, decent story, awful teens, cheap, satisfactory horror. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it did the job. It, this movie wasn't here to, I don't know, tell you a, a story or it make you... here to it, win awards. Yeah. It wasn't here to make you think real deep about it. It's like, no. It just... This girl got screwed over. She called on Cupid. Cupid came in swinging. And she's like, I don't want this anymore. That's kind of it, really. So, my Nordy kill count. That is a big old zero. Only Anglo-Saxon pale people died in this movie. Matt was pretty close. He lost an arm. But he still is all right. Mm -hmm. So, the number is still 444 and a Tito turtle, and a house, and a plane, and a black bear of vampires. So I looked online for a couple of seconds, and I cannot find a budget or a box office. That's um, what I wrote for the bu- budget box. <laughs> what? No. No. Like Australian. Yeah. No. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know how much money this costs. This company, they make a lot of fucking movies, so they got the system down. They spent a thousand dollars on this movie, maybe. And the same actors and actresses come back for movies, so they must have some type of really nice system financially to do it. So kudos to you guys, y'all make a lot of fucking movies. So, so Katie, do you have anything else to say about Cupid before we get out of here? It was alright, but you maybe don't have to spend your time watching it. If you're looking for something really dumb to watch with your Valentine that will maybe scare somebody, this might work. Katie kind of beat me to it. It's it's a scary movie you don't really necessarily have to watch, but if you know someone that might get a little spooked on things, this is a perfect movie to sit them down and be like, this is bad. I'm like, yes it is. Now here's mm. another scary movie. Maybe it won't be as bad because... You think, you know, it, it's, it, I, I hate saying it's one of those gateway ones, but it's a good one for yeah. people that get nervous about scary movies. Yeah. Because it, it, it has is gory, up, though, so if you have yeah. a thing against gore, maybe not. Yeah, but it, it has moments where you think, like, fuck, this is going to be kind of scary to see, but then it's not. So it's like, it, it's tough. It's tough with the cheaper things, and that's why usually cheaper movies, not cheaper movies, but the budget, less budgets movies they go a little more graphic with the kills because sometimes it's harder to get the scare. I don't know. It's it's tough out there. There are good directors that get 20 bucks and they make a great scary movie. Fuck, like I keep going back to host. That one was done on Zoom and it was really fucking scary. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on who's in charge, I suppose. So with that, that is the end of this episode. If you have any other cool fun facts about Cupid or arrows or whatever the fucking poison that was on those arrows... Or, I don't know, students kissing teachers. Don't do that shit, guys. You can tweet us at. Allentownpod. We have an email, it is. Allentownpresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at. Allentownpresents. Yeah, kids, don't don't, don't kiss the teachers. And teachers, don't kiss the fucking kids. Fucking number one rule of teaching, don't fuck the kids. Yeah, man. Jeez. (laughs) 
So the music you listen to right now that is flipping the combined effort, flipping the CE anywhere you can find them. Studio Pizzas, thank you so much for the artwork. So this was episode 340 in the pocket in the books out of sight. We are going to finish up this month, this left behind month, because now, you know, this was it was a sexy night. This was sexy Valentine's Day. You, you, you went out to dinner with your loved one, you had to sit in really long fucking lines and you know, try not to get pissed off. Trust me, I get it. You came home, watched a really shitty movie, and you listened to us talk about that shitty movie. Now, I don't know what y'all gonna do, but I hope you have a great time doing it. <laughs> but we're gonna finish up this month with a film that we should have did in October. And it was pretty dang good. So, for Katie, for Bella... Uh, she's somewhere. She's somewhere. I'm surprised she didn't come in yelling and screaming like she does. Happy Valentine's Day, if you believe in that kind of thing, or just happy... February 14th. Valentine's Day. Wednesday. Happy Wednesday! Ugh. God, that's so weird. Happy hump day on Wednesdays we were paying. Yeah, hump day! <laughs> Guess what day it is? Hump day! Yeah! (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back the last Saturday of this month, because this is a weird one. We put it in on a weird day, but ah, whatever. With another scary movie. Okay, bye everybody. Bye. Now that's spooky. Sexy style. If you're into that on Valentine's Day, you know, if you don't got anybody, have fun. Any way you want. Oh, tomorrow, check out all the chocolate that's on sale. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to deal with the bag being red and shit, but, you know. It's, Who cares? It's still the same chocolate, you know. 